Hey everybody, it's your old friend John DeLuna with another RFC minicast. This minicast was actually the idea of Ant from TFU.info. He uh, thought it was a good idea to preview New York Comic Con, which is coming up on October the 8th, and I agreed. So Ant and I got together, did a quick recording with our friend Diecast, TF Radio RFC fame, you know him well. And uh, we had a good discussion on what uh, we could see, what we want to see, and I think you'll enjoy this conversation too. So without further delay, let's get on with the show. Um, um, You're our old friend, John DeLuna. That's right. Um, (laughs) And uh, you're our new new friend, my old friend, Ant, and Diecast, who is... uh, I guess you count as an old friend at this point. Yeah, uh, by by now. By now. So <laughs> and Anthony's been people. my friend for a while, too, because we have the uh, good fortune of meeting up for all these New York events. Oh, man. We're all friends. <clears throat> Especially you guys out there in the internet world. So let's get into um, New York Comic Con stuff. I, um, I looked at the panel schedule. So the Hasbro panel, the Generations panel, 8 o'clock on Thursday. So... It's an interesting time. Is it? I feel like 8 p.m. is obviously late. I don't know what that means, but uh, based on the summary, it looks like they're cramming in like everybody: IDW, Activision, Machinima, them, Hasbro, Hasbro, yeah. Uh, so like everybody's gonna like have something to say within an hour. Um, so and then uh, uh, other than that, IDW does have a couple of panels. So I mean, you know, some stuff may kind of squeak out of there in the next two, day, the next following day, um, and uh, Friday and Saturday, both days. I think IDW has something. <clears throat> maybe Sunday, maybe not. But so Hasbro Generation seems like it's the it's the panel where they're going to cram everything um, into. Uh, let's start with IDW slash Machinima. Why not? Um, what do you guys expect for us to see as far as like this Combiner Wars cartoon? That kind of like we got a we got a sizzle, a very kind of thrown together sizzle reel. I haven't really heard anything since then, but if we're gonna if we're gonna see this thing anytime soon or while Combiner Wars is still relevant, we got to see something here and now. So, Ant, what are your expectations on that on that front? This Combiner Wars cartoon. What do you think we're gonna see? Um, actually, I don't think I've seen the sizzle, but I, I was thinking about this before. They're, they're almost a year behind on the line. So in order for them to do a show based on Combiner Wars, it's going to be interesting to see what characters they pull uh, to be important. Since if you, you're going to do the aerial bots, are you going to do them as G2? Because that's what's going to be out. Um, and, you know, the protector bots are going to be a year removed by the time this comes out. And, uh, it's it that's going to be the interesting uh, play. It's also nice to see them do a uh, straight to online show, which I hope is going to be pretty high quality, uh, given the way Cartoon Network has treated them uh, the last few years. Uh, seeing maybe that you know this is because this is where things are trending in in the television industry and in in, in entertainment in general is uh, direct to streaming, and uh, this might be the next avenue for for Transformers as a whole. Diecast, are you? excited about this in any way on a, on a scale of one to ten how much are you looking forward to combine or worse the adult themed cartoon i'm pretty excited uh and 
thank you, Anthony. I agree a hundred percent with you uh, with everything you said. It's nice to it's nice to be on the same page. Uh, <laughs> it's I'm expecting to see like at least a five minute preview, similarly to what we saw for Robots in Disguise at New York Comic Con. Where was that Toy Fair? I think it was New York Comic Con, maybe, that we saw a preview of it. And like Anthony said, with you know the way things are going and with the time slot that we always get on Cartoon Network, this would be a lot more accessible to a lot of people if it's online and you can go on and watch it anytime. Or they say, hey, you know, we're going to put this up at Tuesday at eight o'clock, and you can go watch it then, or you can watch it, you know any time within that week or whatever time frame they're going to do or maybe always have it up there i think that would get to the most fans and by now the kids are pretty savvy to where they can you know pull up a website and watch a show online if they want to so i don't think you have to really worry about losing your kid market if you do this do you think it's going to be truly adult themed like like how how I mean, how serious are we going to possibly get? They're making a big deal that this is like targeted towards teens and up, but is it really going to be like anything other than like a hard PG? Yeah, I, I think that's the way it's going to go. Um, I don't think it's going to be like IDW uh, Machinima, but I I could see it as like maybe a Prime or maybe a little bit tad above a Prime, but nothing more than that. I would say that that's about right. It's going to be a darker tone. I hate to say that, like, especially after what DC has done as far as darker goes. But uh, um, I think it's going to be maybe, you know, at, at the most extreme, it could be IDW punched up. Um, it'd be interesting to see if they did some of the um, some of the more uh, non-traditional things IDW has done, such as like Rewind and, and, and Chrome Dome or something along those lines. Will they? Probably not. Uh, the interesting thing is it's probably going to be more violent. It would be my guess as terms of being a, uh, for older, uh, you know, for, for the, you know, a teenage, a hard PG, probably what it's going to be. Uh, and I think character deaths are going to be legitimate and permanent or at least comic book permanent. Oh man. I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of dreading it. I'll give it, uh, I'll give it a chance, but, um, that could go. They could go south real quick if they're not careful. You know what I mean? Like being like mean for mean's sake, it's kind of not, I don't think, necessary at this point. But you know what? I, I am um, I am a fan of more content. And I think, I would like to think that on some level, maybe a big level, Hasbro kind of regrets getting in bed with Cartoon Network. Because uh, last I checked, like even like My Little Pony, which is still like the biggest girls brand going, it's doing just fine on Discovery Family, and uh, I don't think people are having trouble finding it, and it certainly gets, like, um, the spotlight and center stage on that channel, which is what you would think uh, Robots in Disguise would get if it was there, but that's not really happening on Cartoon Network. Uh, And I know you're a big fan of Robots in Disguise, so I'm almost caught up, so we can maybe crank out something at some point pretty soon on that. Um, Let's uh, let's see here. So that's... uh, that is the Combiner Wars cartoon. <laughs> yeah, what's up? One last thing. Just, sure. Uh, also, in uh, terms of upping the, the violence level in the show or upping the show for an older audience, mm-hmm. something it may just be something as simple as showing characters either being hit 
physically or mm. hitting each other. Because if you watch Red or, or most kids' cartoons, they kind of found a way to not show a punch getting landed on someone. And that's kind of, um, I think that's part for FCC reasons. Uh, when I'm not, I don't know for sure, but I think it could just be something as simple as that too when, it, when they stay for a more mature audience. Man, that's interesting now that you say that. Yeah, it's a bunch of reaction shots now, isn't it? Or it's a sound effect and a, a full, you know, and a wide, or it's a sound effect and a full screen like lens flare of some kind. I'm shaking my cane, man. It's <laughs> so bad. Oh well, first first broken glass, and now can't can a robot land a punch on another robot? Let's see here. Well, you know that used to be like the when we were growing up, that was like the excuse for violence that they would beat up and kill robots, not people. Yep. Now robots can't even like have robot on robot violence, man. Um, okay, so let's see here. That's Machinima, IDW to some extent, Activision. You guys have any, um, you know, where on your radar is Devastation? Are you guys going to, well, first of all, are you guys going to get it? And I think at this point we kind of know the story, so I'm not expecting too much when it comes to the video game Transformers Devastation. I mean, what do you guys think on that? Uh, Diecast, why don't you jump in here because I do not have anything beyond a PS2. And so unless I'm getting <laughs> Man. at that party, uh, I won't I won't be picking up. Oh, my gamer heart bleeds. <laughs> uh, I, I'm pre-ordered already, so I'm I'm pretty much paid off, too, because I, I paid $50 of it, so I have to pay the tax when I go to pick it up. Um, but it's releasing, like, the day before I leave for Comic-Con, because I think it releases on the 6th mm. of oh, October. Yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, the Comic-Con starts on the 8th. Yeah. And but the the New York Comic Con event will probably be on the seventh, so we're going to be pretty busy, uh, definitely. So I'm going to get my video game in on the sixth to play that that night. Um, yeah, I I don't know what they would uh, do other than maybe show off some of the extra content. Uh, what's that called in uh, video game terms? The uh, pay to win or pay, DLC? Yeah, pay to play. Yeah, you, you pick pick what you want to call that. So. Yeah, for the uh, for the additional downloads. So I, that's probably what I expect to see. Like, hey, the game's out. We'll see a preview of the game. You know, probably we'll a playable about demo it. there. Yeah, and then yeah. they'll say like, this is the this is the content that's going to be coming out for it <laughs> that you can download. Oh, so scummy! But uh, that is what they do these days. I am looking forward to the day one patch, and. Uh, I'll take like over unders on how big that day one patch is. <laughs> I'm gonna put it at like a gig. I get a gig and a half is my over under. It's a small game, uh, but I was gonna go half a gig. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you're going under. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the over under should definitely be like 1.5 or 1.25 gig on the day one patch. That's my other favorite thing about modern video games. The, the very well, I mean, the very obvious. Like we released it before it was finished, and here's the patch that finishes your game. Um, let's see here. But I, you know, you're right though. I wouldn't expect, um, I wouldn't expect like zero talk about it. And if anything, I would expect uh, as bad as it comes across to gamers, they don't care. DLC is probably going to be shown. Um, and you know, they've, they've already kind of shown like their strategy for DLC, which is basically skins. I would hope there's some original characters and some original like, um, move sets in the characters that are DLC down the road. I think <clears throat> I think that's the least we could ask for for the 5 10 bucks uh, per character that's probably going to cost. So, okay, so let's jump into the meat of it, the toys. Um, well, first of all, Combiner Wars is kind of running hot and cold now with people, so it's kind of in an interesting spot. Um, 
we can talk about the gorilla in the room, Titan Wars, in a minute. But let's talk about Combiner Wars and specifically kind of where it's at. It's almost at a crossroads. Um, it's lo- I feel like it's lost a little bit of traction with fans just because it's moved so fast. We're in we're in recolor and reuse world. Um, Okay, already. It feels like it feels like uh, this is pro- this is only what year? Like, is this the f- how long? Combiner Wars it hasn't even, has barely been around hasn't even been around for a full year, right? I would say nine months. Yeah, yeah. it's it's year one. The stuff came the I mean it's the 2015 line. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the Aerobot stuff came out late 2014 in Whew. stores, but was meant for 2015, obviously, but. So, yeah, we're talking not even a year. And it feels way. like year three. Like, if you look at the way the toys are kind of, like, in recycle mode. Like, no offense, Hasbro. But it does feel like year three. It's moved so fast, and we've kind of gotten into that going around the block again so quickly. It just feels like a, an, an aged line all of a sudden. So we've still got G2 Superion. we still got Victorion. still have Bruticus. Um I, I suppose Minasaur. we, yeah, G two Min, uh, yeah, yeah, G two Minasaur. That's stuff we know, we've seen, and uh, you know we're gonna see it on the, we're gonna see it under glass again or in the displays again. <clears throat> Not really new. I don't know. Do you guys have anything that you want to uh, discuss on those guys, or do you want to jump to speculation? Let's speculate. Okay. Yeah, I think speculation's the fun part. Um, the one thing is we won't. Uh, chances are they won't be under glass. At least mm-hmm. what's gone on years in years past is. These things are out and on tables. Um, sometimes, I mean, the stuff that's not out is usually, you know, or not set to be in stores yet, uh, will be removed by the end of the night. But everything is, like, physically out in the open. Um, also, last year, if we just want to put it in perspective, last year at the show was our first look at the packaging for Combiner Wars hmm. of Motormaster and Optimus. And it was our first look at... Uh, Thundercrack, uh, leader class Thundercracker, and Jetfire had just come out in the U.S. Wow, uh, give or take. Oh my gosh! Again, slow down, tap the brakes on uh, combiner orders. Anyway, and you know, we'll definitely probably get a real eyeful and handful of G two Superion since it's apparently like imminently out. It's already out in China uh, to some extent. We have in hand pictures, so that guy is done. Probably on a boat uh, on its way here, or or in the factories, kind of piling up on pallets. Um, okay, so let's let's speculate here. The first one that I that I can think of when it comes to Combiner Wars is Computron. Do you yep. think that they are going to show us deluxe Technobots diecast? Yes, I think they are. Uh, I also fear it because we always get like you know, maybe one new mold and the rest repaints. And I feel that's probably going to be the, the pattern with Computron. I really hope they break that cycle and they come out and they just surprise us all. And We really love Computron. But I just don't see them doing that. Uh, also last year, the, fir- the first glance we got of the RID toys. So there was a lot of stuff going on last year. So I have high expectations for this because I feel like we got so much last year and we really didn't get a whole lot at uh, BotCon mm-hmm. or Toy- or San Diego Comic-Con. So you're like, there has to be something, maybe even Titan Wars. And the reason I say that we'll see Computron, I think that's going to be the last of the Combiner Wars combiners under that subtitle. 
and then we're going to move into the Titan Wars. Not saying that we can't get a combiner in Titan Wars, but I think we're getting out of the combiner wars phase. Rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, it's been a hell of a ride, hell of a year. Hey, uh, so Ant, <clears throat> say we do get shown the Technobots. I mean, do you have are are you uh, do you have the same kind of like concern that Diecast does? Like, like, what are you expecting to see if we get the if we get this at uh, Comic Con? See, my concern is actually the opposite. I feel like I'm afraid that we're not going to see all that much this year, given the Star Wars movie coming out and how that's going to affect Hasbro's offerings for the year. So, if they're making a hard push for Star Wars, then Transformers is going to take a, a back seat to an extent, and. Hopefully not as large as I would think it is, but it it might not be all that much there at all for us mm. as far as this goes. But so you may not see the sidelines or the younger lines, the robots in disguise line, um, which I think is is going to be finished uh, as of this uh, convention. Uh, but I think you know Technobots aren't out of the realm because uh, precisely because of what Diecast said, and that it's probably going to be mostly repaints or remolds, and that'll. Um, That'll give them the opening to do it fairly cheaply. Um, so, yeah, so I think that's, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see it. I think we're going to see something from Titan Wars, uh, uh, but we'll talk about that when we jump to it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, to, to kind of wrap up the uh, Titanobot discussion, I, yeah, I, you know, I think, I think we can all agree we ain't seeing four new molds here. But um, if we look at the team, we've already seen, we, we know what Scattershot is. Lightspeed is very likely going to be. Almost and certainly, yeah. <laughs> you've got options there, sadly. Um, Strafe could be. I, I mean, I guess like a heavily remolded um, uh, aerial bot, like that shell. I suppose, like he could yeah. be. Like he, he's one of the ones that, depending on like your definition of new mold, if he's heavily reshelled enough, they could like make the argument. Well, he's basically a new mold, but I probably, I probably won't count him as the new one. Nose cone. Could be um, Brawl, I guess, maybe? Yes. Or and, Rook. Yeah, or Rook. Same kind of body type. Ooh. Afterburner could be where we get the um, Groove Mold. Again, like re, kind of reshelled and re, reconfigured. But that Takara Groove, you can kind of see it where he could be a, a decent Afterburner with some new parts here and there. So that might be their big selling point. Like this is where you're going to get that uh, that shell, that base groove. You're going to get it as afterburner, and that could be one of the ways that Hasbro tries to kind of sell us on it. Um, what do you guys think? Also, I guess one last thing about uh, Computron, the Technobots. Do you guys see this as uh, a mass retail? Do you see this as possibly a gift set? Kind of how they're doing with the G2 guys. Uh, what do you guys think of? Uh, the method of releasing the Technobots. Do you think it could go either way? What do you guys see as far as that goes? Well, uh, I would say a couple things. One, yeah, I would see these as Wave 2 2016, mm -hmm. uh, following the uh, the Skylinks wave. Uh, th that would make the most sense, given it would come right on the heels of Scattershot being out. Uh, whether they would be Combiner Wars branded or Titan Wars branded would be up to you know anyone's Yes, uh, I imagine, and this is another thing going forward. Combiner Wars—they're out of comics to pack in, mm. so they're going to need either a new a new story to pack in, or or something other than yeah, maybe nothing at all. Uh, but they're going to have to rework the packaging. Um, 
I agree with you on on the way to get groove in. I also think that it might be uh, Hasbro may go down the road uh, they did with uh, Slingshot and uh, uh, who is it Wild Rider mm-hmm. uh, yes to do to do maybe a, a one off online exclusive of those guys. Ooh. Uh, the other thing I think with the aerial bots, with the techno bots, is that you may get a new member as a deluxe class figure, and and get Strafe as a Legends class figure, given his personality of of being the guy that just shoots constantly at everything. That would Ultimately, be awesome. That would be fun, and or you could get him in a jet mode, just the standard jet mode um, that looks something more like his uh, G two incarnation. Hmm. So th- there's a couple options there with that character that. Uh, are a little non-traditional, but may work. Uh, but yeah, definitely see that. Uh, see them if they're going to do them. Would be Wave Two, 2016. Man, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna speculate that maybe Wheelie is going to be his uh, Legends figure. It'd be interesting. Uh, it would work color wise too, I suppose. It's an interesting take. Uh, the legend, and then something interesting to note of the legends. Uh, something I think we'll, we might see there also with those new name uh, trademarks that uh, came up last month, uh, that they're going to try to fill out and finish out as many of the mini bots as possible in the Legends line. So Backtrack and uh, Brawn, probably just Swerve repaints uh, and or Gears repaints, and uh, and then Wheelie, and then that just leaves uh, Beachcomber, Sea Spray, and Hubcap to finish out lead the group. We just can't break away. From 84 <laughs> through 87, can we? We're never going to do it. We're never going to do it, Ant. Nope. Oh, well. Uh, maybe that keeps us young because we're, we're always referring back to the same three years of our life. The uh, one, what they should do for Computron uh, before we move on is I'd really like them to see a, a Legends uh, Grimlock and him be the centerpiece for Computron because that would just be awesome. That, that's a neat concept. I like I mean – Again, if we're not getting if we're not getting away from eighty seven, uh, eighty four through eighty seven, let's get funky. Let's just start layering on like the references and the geekery. Yeah, to where eight year olds are like, I have no idea what, what any of this is anyway. But like, <clears throat> these are my dad's characters. It's so weird. That's weird because that's a thing now. Like, dad has his Optimus Prime and I have my Optimus Prime. Oh my gosh. Anyway, it's like GI Joe. Like all like someday we're gonna turn around and realize we are like the Joe fandom and Transformers is more or less a GI Joe type line where it's like multi generational and we're the crotchety old guys at the convention making dioramas. John, John that reminds <laughs> me at some point, um an idea for another show uh is to, uh, us to sit down and talk about how you talking about how to save D C in the movie verse. Yeah. Saving the GI Joe line. Oh my gosh. That's a tall order, man. That's gonna take a lot. A lot of talking. That's a lot of work. I don't know how you save that line. I don't know what you... I mean, I feel like, well... So here's the deal. This is a tangent real quick. I would ask you guys this. This is kind of like the... This is like before you get to like how you would solve this, like you go back and do the autopsy, right? So He-Man's kind of in the same place as G.I. Joe. I feel like you can make arguments for and against how well or how badly each company has treated those lines. And like... It's not all bad. Like they've they've had some good ideas and some bad ideas, and, and on balance, it hasn't worked. But I had a I had a conversation with Mons in a, in the line at Botcon this year about He Man and Conan, the Barbarian, and just that kind of genre and why it doesn't work, and like why doesn't it work anymore with with us, like like with people, it just doesn't like catch on to pop culture like it used to. And we just kind of had this open conversation. 
And like with G.I. Joe, it's like, where do you go now that the world doesn't like really glamorize war in the same way? Like, or even patriotism isn't quite like universally loved like it was in the 80s. I don't know, man. I don't know what you do. I assume you have some ideas, Ant. I, I do. Um, the the issue with and and we'll oh, I'm, we'll jump out of this in a minute. But the the yeah. I'll give you my real quick uh, five second version of this. The yes. issue with GI Joe is that one, it's hard to do a team a a, a soldier team that fights fictional uh, super terrorist organizations in a world where the your country is at war and there's real terrorism going on. Mm. So. Mm-hmm. It's hard to sell that. That's a, that's a hard sell. The trick to selling, and in the 80s, selling G.I. Joe was a little easier because it was a Cold War going on. So there's, there's a big difference. There wasn't so much glorifying war as it was, hey, this, this is what could happen. Here are our heroes. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an interesting look. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, there's definitely a difference there. Um, the way to sell G.I. Joe and the way, Marvel, the way, I guess, Marvel sold G.I. Joe when they developed the cartoon is... It's it's the village people as a military unit, and that's <laughs> if you look at the old Joes, right? You got an, you got a Native American, you got a sailor, you got a guy in a football jersey, you got uh, you know somebody that probably looks like a construction worker. Like if you dig through the, the old Joe is just the village people uh, with guns, and so I think it's that you need to sell them essentially as a superhero group. That's the way you do it. It's not so much as a military group or a paramilitary group, but it's just you have to sell them as being team of superheroes or a team of soldiers who all have their specialties and their superhero group and you've got to add some color to the uniforms because the way they try to do it in the last couple movies everyone looks the same i dig it i dig it yeah that's a podcast down the road for sure um okay so outside of um outside of the technobots and what we know is coming with combiner wars do you guys think this is like basically the end this is the curtain call for combiner wars diecast Oh yeah, it, it has to be. And well, I guess it doesn't have to be, but I really want it to be. <laughs> so I'm just thinking it's going to be. Uh, but I mean, we just need to move on. I feel like Man, it's so and weird. It's so weird because we haven't been in this phase for a long time. Like, if you look at the prime line, that took us three years, and I never, I never was thinking like, oh man, this needs to end. And some reason with Combiner Wars, I'm just like. All right, here's some more repaints. Here's a limb that's missing. Here's a limb that's just not right. Mm-hmm. Let let's go. Let let's do something different. Hey, Ant. Before we we're about to jump to Titan Wars, but real quick, I do want to ask you this question. Sure. On Combiner Wars, can you remember a Transformers line that burned so hot and so fast like Combiner Wars? Can you can you remember something like this? No, no, absolutely not. I mean, I've just opened up a bunch of stuff. Uh, the last two days, I opened up the Protectobots and the Wayfar Autobots. I'm like, and I just opened most of these same figures, you know, five months ago. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's actually, it's mind-blowing in a lot of ways that that we're, you know, four or five repaints deep into the Alpha Bravo mold. And, uh, you know, the, the breakdown mold is also about that many. And that's not even that counting what's coming. Um no, never seen anything like this as far as burning through, but I don't think it's done yet because if you're launching a cartoon to sell a toy line, you're not ending a toy line. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, they got to do they got to do something what it is, I don't know. I, and and I think like <clears throat> the thing about it is too these days like uh, consumers and fans are, are really 
pretty savvy. So if like if they do something for the sake of the cartoon or out of like obligation for some other things, we'll we'll sniff it out. Like like you can feel that. So you can feel if their heart's not in it. You can feel if 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 their their heart is in Titan Wars, which is the the next big thing. You can feel it. So you can feel like if there's going to be some half-ass releases here and there, and even like the the Technobots, if they if they do show those, and they look kind of like, you know, the best we could do on limited resources, and, and frankly, you know, a little bit of disinterest or resources that have been pulled and put on tight put into Titan Wars, we'll we'll see it. You can't hide that. You can't BS your way around that. So it, so if if there is one one team left, and if it is the Technobots the nature of that team will tell us a lot about kind of where their heads are at. So so let's talk about where their heads could be. Uh, Titan Wars. So, I, you know, we first kind of got a taste of Titan Wars legitimately with uh, misused artwork on some banner art for BotCon. That's fun. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it had some, some line art of, of characters, Blaster and Soundwave, Fort Max, and then we end up seeing a very grainy, obviously, um, kind of like spy uh, photo, uh, like a photo of a screen uh, uh, that showed apparently Titan Wars Blaster, which pretty much validates everything else that was on that um, booth art. We don't know exactly the nature of, say, a Fort Max, but kind of we kind of know what Blaster is. He looks basically like G1 Blaster. He's got a third mode, which is more more or less a playset um, or base, or, yeah, yeah, base that kind of thing. Basically, a, a way to add play value to much smaller figures, headmaster, powermaster, targetmaster, kind of sized uh, partners or characters. So that also gives, I guess, Blaster kind of the sense of size, um, and the fact that they're bringing Fort Max in probably, you know. Is he the next Titan class? We don't know. So, so let's start to speculate. Um, Ant, yes, Titan Wars. Is this is New York Comic Con going to be the big unveiling of Titan Wars, or are we going to get just um, an official tease for Titan Wars? I would say the latter. You're going to get an official tease for Titan Wars. I think the big reveal is going to come in February at, at Toy Fair. Um, I think at this point we'll be lucky if. If I'm if I'm gonna guess, we're gonna see Blaster because because the photo had leaked um, mm. and because that's kind of out there already. But that photo is so grainy and bad that I think that's gonna be the the big push on Titan Wars. And then probably the Legends figures that they uh, announced at Botcon, the Buzzsaw, because I feel like mm. that's mm-hmm. gonna interact somehow with that that toy, and that we're gonna see how that works. So basically, kind of like a proof of concept. Yep. Yeah. Diecast. What do you think we're gonna see? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the other way. I'm gonna we haven't heard much about Machinima, and my head's kind of thinking maybe there's a reason for that. Maybe Machinima needs for the story this Titan Wars uh, implementation to be in there, so they have more of a story that you know now they have combiners, they have a Prime, they have a Megatron. Now they're gonna have you know supersized bots. Obviously, Blaster is now gonna be like a you know, some sort of base and we're going to have Fort Max who can also be a base. Um, that adds so much more to the story for the writers to work with. And I think that may help push um, Titan Wars when the, when the toys hit full force, 
but they can still use the stuff from Combiner Wars because it's kind of like Titan Wars is the extension of Combiner Wars. So I'm really hoping that's what Machinima is going to be. Now, it could also go the other way, like Anthony said, and this Machinima is just going to be Combiner Wars, and maybe it's only going to be Combiner Wars for like, you know, eight or ten episodes, and then we'll move into Titan Wars. But I just hope they come out right out of the gate. Titan Wars started off there, show, you know, the first two or three characters, and just get the whole ball rolling. That's what I want to see. I really don't want to see, like, everyone saying, well, we're already into Combiner Wars, and now this Machinima is coming out. Let, let's just let's just have everything up front and and start this thing off right. So, do you guys think, after kind of talking through all of this, that on top of all of this, do you guys think we'll hear anything about the movie verse this year at uh, New York Comic Con? And what do you think? No, <laughs> plain and simple. Uh, I think Star Wars is going to dominate a lot of Hasbro's presentations, other than the Machinima panel. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think the the movie verse is anywhere uh, on anyone's mind at the moment. Mm-hmm. Diecast. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, movie would definitely be more of a toy fair, uh, toy fair thing. But we, you know, we could see like one toy or one concept or something. But or a logo. I, I really, yeah, a logo. I really don't expect to see much. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think um, to kind of bring it all together and kind of talk about it as like a whole? You know. I'll tell you, guy. I'll tell you where I'm kind of at with Transformers as a brand. It feels a little, a little loose right now. It feels a, a, a little, a little frayed. You've got Robots in Disguise, Combiner Wars, Titan Wars, probably the movie verse. Um, you've got comics. You've got a Cartoon Network television show. You've got the direct to streaming show. You've got so lots of distribution. Rescue Bots. Rescue Bots, which is actually the rock of, of all of these. We never talk about it, but it now has more episodes than any Transformers series ever. And uh, it's like this wildly successful preschool thing that won't go away. It's so steady, it doesn't get any press. It's just always there. Um, you've got all these things kind of running together, and you've got an hour presentation at 8 p.m. on Thursday. I'm going to ask you guys, I think you kind of know where I stand just laying all this out as far as like the, the brand itself. I'll start with you, Ant. Where, 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 where are you at? What are your thoughts on the Transformers brand as a whole? Do you think it's a little out of control right now? Do you think it needs to be reined in just a little bit? Or do you think more is better? Do you think that you know it's doing pretty good? Because it's got its fingers in everything at this point. There's a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, it depends on which me you're asking, if the, <laughs> because I feel like it's great for the line, but it's bad for the collector. Uh, that said, it's it's good. Uh, um, I think it is spread a little thin. I think they're going to start reining that in. Uh, and I mean, you're, you're already starting to see it with, you know, I think Creo's done. You know, Battle Masters. I don't think ever got you know really underway. Mm-hmm. Um, Rid is probably going to be on hiatus. I don't think they're going to kill that universe off or, or just forget about it. I think let it take a break. Or I was I was going to ask you, like as a fan, like like what is your gut feeling on the future of that? Uh, yeah, I think there's a gap. I think there it's it's strong enough where there can be a couple, you know, a year or a half or six months, and then they'll start something with it. 
they could just as easily just keep it alive in comical form and and do something with IDW. I, I hope they do because it's it's a fun universe uh, on a whole, and they've worked really hard to kind of. I mean, you know, you're talking Prime started what five years ago, six years ago. Yeah, it's so been a while. Talk, you're talking about uh, you know a pretty long run, and it's it might be worth uh, it might be beneficial to them to keep it around. Um, on the flip side of that, when you look at the nostalgia market and where kids are kids from a certain generation are getting older, we're now 15 years removed from Armada, and yeah. we're <laughs> and we're going to come up on the 20th anniversary of Beast Wars. So there's a chance you may see something along uh, along those lines too, something some sort of nostalgia item uh, based around those guys. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we're going to apparently get at some point the masterpiece Primal, so. There's some thought behind Beast Wars, you know. I, I mean, that's not lost on them. That, that that's a milestone coming up. Hey, Diecast, what are your what are your thoughts on Transformers, the brand, and I guess the IP and the entertainment entity as a whole going into Comic Con? I, I mean, what do you think of the size and the depth of it? Is it in a good place, or is it in a place that needs a little bit of work? Uh, I you know I I'm fine with the multiple lines because I get it with the age brackets and the you know all that. Um, shelf space is a concern sometimes because Transformers has seemed to be shrinking. I was just in Target today and I saw a whole aisle of Star Wars stuff and the pegs were pretty empty. So I wasn't there when, you know, the launch day was. So I don't know if the pegs were full and everyone bought everything or maybe they just didn't get the stock in they needed to. But I mean, I'm looking, I'm like, wow, that's a whole aisle of stuff. How often do you see that? And probably the last time we saw that was uh, Revenge of the Fallen. Because the first movie did so well, then they really geared up for Revenge of the Fallen. So I'd like to see them somehow get their shelf space back. Uh, I think that'll help us with obtaining the the stuff that we want to see and and maybe convincing the retailers even to put put the rescue bots next to the combiner wars stuff and put it put it all together that way it looks like a bigger presence because right now i mean i can't even tell you the last time i saw rescue bot stuff because i don't go down those aisles so it it looks like transformers in a retail store is doing a lot worse than it is yeah i know what you're saying and um I think that's a really good point, especially like in the, so in the boys aisle. You're right. If you go over there, you've got I think I, I want to feel it, depending on the retailer, it feels like maybe sixty forty um, rid to combiner wars. Sometimes more than that, like seventy thirty. And um, your your generations slash combiner wars stuff is maybe four pegs, four pegs out of you know twenty total pegs or something like that. If you're lucky, so it's really hard. It's really hard to split that pie up. And uh, it's also like kind of like spiritually, those two lines are so different. And even like presentation wise, they're so different. The packaging's so different. They they may as well be different brands altogether, really, honestly. Like uh, seeing a Combiner Wars Deluxe on a peg <clears throat> right next to a Robots in Disguise Warrior class on the peg, they're, slight, they're like night and day. So that's that's really hard. It's really hard to present Transformers as this united front. And, you know. On some level, they're not. They they don't want to, but like you said, like the 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 downside to that is it's just splintered. It's just it's just a weaker presentation overall.
So I was going to say, like, my Toys R Us, if you look at the Lego stuff, about a year ago, they started bringing this Star Wars Lego stuff into the Star Wars aisle, mm-hmm. which kind of made sense because then you have all your Star Wars stuff right there. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I really feel like they need to do is is and retail store or you know food stores they'll do this all the time. Why do you have so many different sizes of ketchup bottles? Because that's more shelf space. Mm-hmm. So if you have one size of ketchup, you get this much room. But if you have another size of ketchup, you get double the shelf space. And that's really what it's about. You want your brand to take up as much room as possible. You know, it's really interesting. I um, I read an article as an aside that uh, Target's going to at least try to get rid of gender-based aisles in the toy department. I have no idea what that's going to look like, but getting rid of like the strictly boy aisle and the strictly girl aisle, I think what I think that is is I think that is a it's a political or PR spin on them giving sections of the toy department to individual companies. So the spin is, well, we're getting rid of, we're breaking down gender walls. Uh, Some boys like girl toys and vice versa. And and we're really progressive. What it really means is we're going to give Nickelodeon a section and Hasbro a section and Mattel a section. And they're going to build like, like many uh, shops down each of their respective aisles <clears throat> and they may even end up like asking for more kickbacks and money from uh, those companies or or putting the branding on them and they foot the bill for that and you know that's kind of the business motivation behind it that's a great idea but that would do what we're saying here you know what i mean like that that would build your transformers shop with all your lines together <clears throat> and i'm sure that's what hasbro would want and have it adjacent or or, or very close to your my little pony shop so brother and sister can kind of shop Hasbro all together and mom doesn't have to move them around as much as she does now. I think that's the real business reason behind something that sounds kind of very like hyper aggressive uh, in the paper. So I, so I think that's that may be where we're going with some retailers. It's very interesting. So, uh, hey, to wrap it up, uh, I'll start with you, Ant. Anything else on Comic-Con um, – that you want to discuss or you think that we missed? Is there anything else that, uh, that you're interested in seeing or hopeful that you'll see? Uh, not offhand. I'm hoping to see some sort of Beast Wars presence. I mean, that's kind of pie in the sky for me as far as, you know, oh, I hope I see it, but it's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward to the, to the party. I'm sure, Diecast, I'll see you there. And um, as far as the rest of the con goes, I was kind of looking over the, um, the panel schedule. Uh, I'm I'm probably going to miss it, but the Valiant Comics uh, panel is always a good one. Uh, and there's uh, going to be a pretty good Walking Dead panel, I think, and uh, a Game of Thrones panel as well. So I'm psyched about those, but that's completely off topic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm going to say chances are people will watch both those shows if they're listening to this podcast. Um, I'm a fan of both those shows. I just started. Look, I'm a little behind. I'm on season two of Game of Thrones. Don't hate. I'm catching up. Hey, Diecast, uh, anything else on Comic-Con? I agree I'd like to see some Beast Wars stuff. I mean, we've gotten some little, you know, we got like Rat Trap and Waspinator. I'd like to continue to get those Beast Wars characters that we all know and love uh, in in the lines for future. Just kind of complete my Beast Wars collection in a modern uh, modern figure style. Um, 
yeah, I mean, New York Comic Con's so big. There's so much to look at. I, I mean, I really just like to walk around and, and hope for surprises or something that catches my eye. And uh, just to mention, uh, the New York Comic Con Hasbro preview show should be on Wednesday night, which is when Radio Free Cybertron is live. So Anthony and I will probably uh, call in and talk to you guys. That way we can uh, tell you what's actually there. Free plug. I love it. Uh, if you guys have Periscope too, don't be afraid to scope. I'm just yes. Um, so anyway, hey, Ant, Diecast, yes. thank you very much for this uh, Comic-Con preview. It's always appreciated for you guys jumping on. Oh, thank you, oh, sir. thank you. And uh, guys, before we go, you know what's coming. Ant knows what's coming. Nickels it's, and dimes. Yeah, man. Respect the hustle. Couple pennies. Go to tfradio.net. And click the Amazon link if you love us. Show your love with your money. Click that link and shop Amazon, and you don't have to buy anything extra or anything different. But when you do check out, some nickels and dimes go into Brian Kilby's pocket. TFRadio.net. Click the Amazon link. Do your shopping. And that little bit of money from your uh, Amazon business, it helps keep the lights on. It helps keep the podcast going, flowing, and free. And we know you love that, and we wouldn't do this without you guys. So until next time, this is John for Ants and Diecast. This is the RFC Minicast, and we will see you next time. Music provided by bensound.com.